Mm. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hope everybody had a happy new year, you know, end of your 2019. I know it's been a while. You haven't heard my voice. I know you're missing out. You, you miss me. I miss y'all too. Um, but we are back, the audio files. Um, well, I say we, but, you know, I, I kind of got to let you guys know that um, my partner in crime, Josh, isn't with us tonight. He, he couldn't make it down. So it's going to be me. So, you know, if, if you listen to the show normally, just listen to Josh. This ain't the one for you. It's going to be all jarring all night. I'm the only host. Um, but, you know, we got a few things to talk about. Um, it's been it's been a while since since we've been on here. So here we go. But one thing I do have to mention is I do have an interview, um, a special guest. So I don't have a host tonight. I do have a special guest right here, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe this man actually came down to the program. Like he actually, he, he just released a record, like just released a record, like not even 24 hours ago. And he so graciously came down and like said he would, you know, chill with me for the night and talk. So big soda, ladies and gentlemen, big soda. Mm. Thanks for having me, Jaren. <laughs> Anytime, man. You know, you know what's crazy, man? You sound a lot like my partner, Josh. Yeah, I get that a lot. You get that a lot? Yeah, I totally Kind of look like him, too. I know y'all can't see him, but he, he stri- striking resemblance. <laughs> How you doing, Big Soda? I'm doing great, man. I'm feeling good. Uh, at the time, of, yeah, it hasn't even been 24 hours. Yeah, the man. record drop. Record self-titled, Big Soda. How you feel? How, how are you feeling about that? Uh, I, well, this is like the third, third record, yeah. third, third non-collaborative record. And I feel better about it than I have any other record. But just like any time I've ever released anything in my life, it's there's like a lull, there's a drag, there's like self-doubt, mm-hmm. there's all of, all of that. But relatively speaking, I feel like it's the best one. Yeah. So I'm, I, I feel better than I usually do. Yeah. Listening to it from, you know, just a listener's perspective, I would say it was the, it's the best one too so far just because like I see the progression. Um. Like you're definitely learning to blend your influences a lot more. Yeah, you know, I appreciate you, that. What? Who do you hear? Because you know a lot of of the different guys mm-hmm. that I. I hear a lot of. Um, I'm not as familiar with like Bossa Nova artists by name, but I definitely hear a lot of Bossa Nova influence in there. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's yeah. subtle. You there's know? some. There's some stuff that's kind of just straight ahead. Like I just, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff that I listen to, and mm-hmm. I like to just inject it straight in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because people don't know about Bossa Nova. Mm-hmm. And people need to hear what the groove sounds like. I'm hearing some uh, Elliot Smith, but like a, a little bit like happier than him, you know? Kind of coming from that same place, but not as Yeah, this is the depressed. happy. This is my happiest record, too. Definitely. Like for, by far, too, which yeah. is dope. That's a good place to be and just release your happiest record. Yeah. yeah. So what, what has changed in life if, if we want to get into personals to make this record so happy uh well it's i mean there's a few different things like artist development is a real thing mm-hmm. that's a period of time that artists go through and it takes different amount of time for different people like i learned a lot over the last few years trapping myself in a studio and making music so there's just a lot that i had to get through and i had to learn about myself but and then you know it's like songwriting is like anything else where it takes a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. And I think this the skill that I've gained over like doing it for so long is learning to really channel like exactly how I feel as a person into the music. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think when you listen to this record you like hear me more honestly than you've heard me before. Yeah, man, I got to say you got the formula down whatever it is like man, yeah, I appreciate that. And yeah. it's 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 catchy but it's not poppy, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the fine balance. Like it's got to be it's got to be st- sophisticated still mm-hmm. right 
because I get bored by simple stuff. Yeah, like it's it's not simple at all. It's simple enough to where we can all understand it, but it's not simple enough to where it's redundant. You know what I mean? And I appreciate. It. I'm glad I hit yeah, that man. balance. Like I'm, I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is kind of funky. Some of the songs, you know, especially like More Than Women and Don Quixote. A little yeah. Funk in well, there. there was a. To be honest with you, there's a very influential uh, co music fan in my life that has been putting me on to some. Maybe a little Prince here or there, maybe a little funkier stuff here and there, and those those influences bleed into. Okay, so sure. well, shout out to uh, whoever that is. Yeah, whoever that is. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so what was what was making this record? What was probably the best part of making this record? Um, the best part was uh, just pure experimentation during mm. some of the. I, like telephone, for instance, those drums. You know how they're all chopped up. Yeah, man. Like, that's that's so weird to me because. That song didn't have drums at all. It was literally guitar and bass. It sounded like a half-built groove. Mm -hmm. And it was just mess. I was just messing around. Like, that's the most fun part about production, I think, across the board, is just pure experiment. Like, not even knowing what it's going to sound like and just trying it. I got to say, like, that the whole drums being chopped up, that's probably one of my favorite parts from the whole record. Like, I feel like that's very innovative, like, more of a hip hop thing, yeah, you know? and that's what I'm saying. You're blending. Well, these that's influences. from that's from working with Casey Cope for sure. Mm -hmm. Like I learned a lot, like making his records. Yeah. With him. It's interesting you say that too. Like I'm so bored of analog drums because if you have just analog drums, you have a drummer unless they're like a super duper futuristic, like the drummer from Hiatus Coyote, Perrin Moss, I think, mm -hmm. or or some or like David Blade or somebody super unless you have like a real cutting edge guy it's just going to sound like a 70s drum like track or it's just going to sound like any old rock track cuz the drums define the sound but on the other hand I'm so bored of electronic drums like I like I'm so what do you do so <laughs> chop yeah, them up yeah so you blend you blend it both together right yeah. where it's like it's analog and it still has that feeling of the personality of the instrument but it's manipulated and it I think throws you, you might off. Might be onto something there, man. That's that's real innovative. Speaking of innovation, like, is that something you went into this record saying, like, okay, I want to make something new, uh, musically or stylistically wise? Like, yeah, I think you. I think I was talking to you before I like started making the record. Mm -hmm. I think we were talking about this before I made the record, and I was like, where do I go? What I could make any number of styles of music. Like, what do I choose to go for? Mm -hmm. And you just choose chose them all and threw them together, and this is this what we got, big so. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I literally can't. When I listen to this record, I can't genre it. You know, I you can't remember? Put a genre do you remember on this it. conversation we were having? It was I was off air. Yeah, we we were talking. About, I was asking like, man, I, there's so many different genres. I could make a funkier thing. I could do like a Steely Dan homage thing where I just make like dope grooves with complicated change. I could make like a bossa nova. I could do another singer songwriter. And you said to me, "What's the hardest thing you could do?" What's the most challenging type of record I you do can do? I do remember that. And that was like partially my mentality. Yeah. I'm just like, well, I think the hardest thing to do is to bl is to blend this whole number of influences that I have. Well, you did it, man. Make something that like throws me off as much as, you know what I mean, that I get surprised. So that was that was part that was partially what into went into it. How do I challenge myself and 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 I the the challenging thing is originality, you know. No matter what, in production and songwriting, you did it. Like you, you threw it all together and made a great record. Yeah, I so, appreciate you saying that. Man. I gotta ask, like, when making these songs, because like they, as a formula, they don't go together. If you know what I mean, like 
you know, you got you got hip hop on the drums, and you got this whole folk thing coming through, and you got rock guitar, you got funk in the bass. Like, yeah, where do you start? Like, what what goes down first, and then how do you build on top of that? Uh that's a good question. It's huge majority of the time I write songs on guitar. Okay, like I'm at my core, I'm a folk singer. You know, yeah, I'm like definitely. a fo- I'm like a folk singer, and then after that is done, I become a hip hop producer and a and like a jazz guy, mm-hmm. like a musician. So it always starts, like Telephone is a, if you really listen to it, it's a folk song. You could play it just on acoustic as like a twangy folk song. But you trip out the production like that and it's kind of hard to, it becomes hard to tell. Yeah. But that's always how it's, and then usually guitar just goes down first and then it all goes from there. Yeah, man, I, I would say like, you know, as a young artist, I think you're already starting to kind of get those things where people will remember you by, like, you know, certain artists have certain things in their music that you remember them by like prince has the the whole lindrum thing and you know stuff like that um michael jackson had a lot of bass and you know his drums are very like pronounced you, you knew a michael jackson song you heard it oh yeah i think you're kind of on the, the the tip of that and man i'd be so young is what are you hearing in that? i'm out of curiosity what <laughs> well for hearing? one um like i said a lot of those folk influences with the guitar and um like really like thoughtful introspective lyrics yeah Okay. But but kind of like you really got to think about to to understand because they don't it's not really straight up like I'm not telling you oh uh, I'm heartbroken over a girl you know what I mean like it might be another way that you're yeah. telling us that that's that's totally true that's all the Bob so Dylan that, and then one thing I think is really like dope that you do is like you kind of talk to the listener while the song is going on like this is me on bass like yeah that's kind of you know I I don't hear many people doing you that know, kind of stuff people like hate that. I love that because yeah. I feel like I'm in the studio making a song with you while. while that's so dope that you're saying that right now because that's literally the objective. Yeah. Like I want it to feel like, I want it to be super obvious that I'm just in a room making the music. Yeah. Like I love that. Hundred percent. So that's, that's so like dope it. that you're saying like exactly that you get that exact the whole thing. album. I feel like I'm just in the room with a dude like going from instrument to instrument like laying stuff down. That's so dope. Thank you. That's like, so yeah. Sweet. You people don't know what they're talking about if they you know. I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. To be I'm honest with you, it sounds kind of weird, but it's like an age thing. Like, you know, pe- people above a certain age just think I have a nice voice and just want to hear it delivered. Mm-hmm. But like younger people that want to get thrown off and confused and hear interesting stuff, like are into the parentheticals usually. Yeah, man. Just d- to generalize, you know. So what made you just start doing that? Like just start talking on the track? Oh, man, I don't know. I, th- I think it's, it's pretty automatic for me. Like yeah. I kind of always been doing it. It's It's... You know, and I have a theory that I just like secretly want to be a rapper. Yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> yeah, I've, I'll probably make We've that. Talked obvious. about this, and you know, they get to ad lib their their verses. Uh-huh. So I'm just gonna do that. I'm just I just ad lib my stuff. If you listen really closely to Don Quixote, it's really hard to hear, but I do little tiny like extra noises, even on top of the usual noises that are like hidden in the drums and stuff. So I'm just like, I'm just gonna start ad libbing my, my yeah, stuff. Yeah, I really like that kind of stuff because it's like. What I look for in a record is, okay, it might be good. I might like it the first few times I listen to it, but I want to be able to go back year after year and hear something new. Like, you know, like, that's oh, crucial. I, never, I never heard this like 10 years ago when I listened to this song. Yeah. I feel like that's the vibe I'm getting from. Man, I appreciate Kendrick's at the bar for that for me. Yeah, man. Just like, man, how, you know, like detailed density. Mm-hmm. It's all got, it's got to be, able, you got to listen to it once and it's, you got to get it on the first one, but you also mm-hmm. have to get it on the 10th one. And it's like, I don't know, you just start to build. Like, damn, I like I didn't even hear this last time. And once you hear something, like, you can't, like, unhear. And then it just keeps building from there. So, so I got to ask you, like, what what's your favorite track on the record? Uh, Don Quixote. 
Yeah, what, what what is it with, about that one? Um, the lyrics for one, uh, I don't know what a coward looks like. You know, like yeah, uh, it's it's real. Like it's really like I said, it's catchy, but it's not poppy. You know. Yeah. Okay. Like it's definitely a song I could hear on the radio, but it's still well thought out and. Um, the lyrics aren't straightforward. It's a little more uh, metaphorical. Totally. So. Yeah, I'm glad you're hearing that. I mean, you know, you know the story of Don Quixote, yeah. I do not. Okay, Don Quixote. This is this is fun to explain to people because you don't get that that song is like kind of like cheesy on pur- kind of ironic on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Don Quixote. There's a legend, a Spanish like, what is it called? Uh, I don't know. Just an old, just a tale. Of this guy that would fight windmills. Okay. He'd like take a stick and he was delusional. He thought he was killing dragons. He was like actually he's like mentally ill. And he would ride around on like I think a donkey and he thought it was a pygmy pony or something like that and like fight windmills. But he was not actually killing dragons, he was fighting windmills. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like a metaphor, well, right? That's pretty dope. It brings it brings some it brings some like humor to that record of just like I'm Yeah, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kill some dragons, just like Don Quixote, like Okay. It's like that line that Andre 3000 says in Hey, uh, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Well, you're not supposed to shake Polaroids. That's like wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't. Like I mean, Everybody does. Yeah. But it's like it damages the, the thing. Mm-hmm. So, And then you wouldn't really know that unless you kn- knew that, right? Pretty so much. I like that kind of stuff. For sure. All right. So uh, to our listeners, what's one thing you want them to know about you as Big Soda? Or just about this record in general? Man, I don't... It's hard to say that. Like, I just really want people to hear the the damn material. I don't have a big story behind it. I don't have like a... I'm like a... I kind of feel like a regular dude, honestly. I feel like I'm just a regular guy walking around. Mm. And I have this obsess, uh, this obsession. And it's just all about the material for me. Like, you know... Shout out to Ryan Peach Turner, by the way, for the album art. The album art is great. But at, yeah. at the end of the day, just the content of the music is like all I have. So mm-hmm. just listen to it. I, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it however you enjoy music. Hopefully it'll entertain you. But yeah, that's just, just all all about the content for me. For sure. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, I got to take a break here. It's usually how that goes. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. Thanks for joining us, Big Soda. Oh, it's been an honor. Everybody go check out that record. Big Soda just yeah, dropped self, today. Self-titled. Self-titled. That's how to, that's how to go. So I'm back. Um, that was a really great interview, but I got a little bit of bad news. So, you know, Big Soda, he just released a record. I mean, I'm really thankful for him to, to join us, but uh, he had to go. He had a dip. He couldn't stay, stay around for the second segment. You know, I guess that's how it goes. You got a, a record to promo. Um, so shout out to Big Soda. 
Hopefully he'll come back to us sometime. But would you look at that? Just like that, my partner Josh actually strode into the studio. What's up, Josh? Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back, man. Sorry I'm so late. Nah, it's all good, yeah. you know. Yeah, man, I just had Big Soda up in here. Did you, did you see him by any chance? You know, yeah, I was listening to it on the air. Okay. That guy is an asshole, man. <laughs> Damn, man. You know, my problem with Big Soda is he thinks that he's, he just, he thinks that he's got like the secret sauce. He just thinks he's gotten to the bottom of it and it's just, he's like the most original thing you'll ever hear. And he says he's all about the content, but it's just, he's just making such disposable crap, man. I just, it, it's, it pisses me off. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I like the guy's record. You know, you li- so. dude, you liked the record. Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed it, bro. Okay, so I know we're in a new decade, but it's gonna be the worst. It's gonna be the worst album of the decade, dude. No, oh, no, not to at be all. Honest, yeah. I'm pretty sure somebody will come out with a worse record than that. What did you say? The song that you liked was uh, Don Quixote. Don Quixote. I'm gonna kill some dragons. Yeah, it's Don Quixote's a joke, man. He was like hallucinating. Damn, it's man! Like, so you just gonna come up here and trash my my guest record like that? Come what on, is what, what's up with the line? Just like daddy showed me, man. That's kind of I mean, that's, that's what his dad showed him, man. You All right, trash man. the man's dad, too? Big Soda, whatever. Damn. It's kind of a, a funny name, though. I can't lie. Big Soda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, it's crazy. You up here trashing Big Soda. A friend of mine actually has a song called Fuck Big Soda. Like, literally. Yeah, that was, yeah. That's Panda, man. Yeah, you know Panda. How that, did, I, did anyone ever tell you about how that song came about? No. It was, I think it was just, like... Too many hours in the studio with Big Soda, just experiencing like a neurotic control freak around the record. And Panda's a great creator, right? And he he brings good artists into the room. But but Big Soda really pissed him off so much in the process that he made a fuck Big Soda. I mean, ultimately that song is about like Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute. So are you telling me that Big Soda actually produced that record though? Big Soda, you know what's funny is Big Soda didn't produce it, but he mixed So he mixed a diss track about him. Yeah, Damn. there's a line in the song about that. That's that's how meta that song is. Wow. Panda says the words like, when you mix this and think you got business, shut the fuck up about my track and just mix shit. I don't know whether that's some G shit or some bitch shit, <laughs> like, but it's some shit. It's weird, yeah, but I mean, Big Soda like gets a percentage, so, you know, rap. Yeah, yeah rap, rap, those, rap about me, fuck it. Rap fuck those me. streams pay me, up, though. I guess. Fuck you, pay me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's up, man? Where, where you been, man? How, 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 was, uh, how was your New Year's? Chilling. Chilling. Uh, New Year's was good, man. And it, you know, <clears throat> good time to reflect, right? Like 2020 is a big year. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. The 2010s was an interesting decade. I, I, I obviously didn't. It's hard to think of that as one whole decade because there's so many different cultural movements. Yeah. You know, like how you think about the 60s and it's like the 60s, right? But I mean, I feel like it's easy for us to think like that because we weren't there. It probably felt the same way. You know, like it, so many. But then again, I, I also feel like social media and TV kind of changed everything a lot. I think shit just moves faster now yeah. to the extent with. Think about the music that we were considering to be new in, in 2010s. Yeah. Like, do you remember where we were at? Tw- 2008 sounds crazy. Man. It's a crazy day. It's like another lifetime. It's like another lifetime. And you listen to it and you're like, dude, this is old music. Yeah, for like, sure. Britney like Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. And then you go to like, I don't know. I'll use Choose Your Weapon because I think, I personally think it was the best record of the decade. Oh. And I'll, we could talk about that in a second, but but 2016, like, even some of the neo-soul stuff on that, we've kind of, like, gone, like, Anderson Pack has released stuff mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, pushed those boundaries a little bit yeah. and even brought in more old school in an innovative way. So it's weird how that, I think it, 
I don't know. I don't think people are going to think of the 2010s, be able to think of the 2010s in such a concise way. The only thing that really tied it together was like the new wave of hip hop. But that didn't even really start until 15. Like, so when, like when you say like trap or? I guess like SoundCloud rap, if you'll call it that. Uh, but I feel like that's not really, that's kind of a subculture to me still. Like, you know? Yeah, I guess so. It's just, it's hard to consider it a subculture when it became so musically dominant, right? Uh, I mean, you got a few, but I don't necessarily think it's the dominant. I still think trap is like the dominant rap genre. Okay, so when did Future start blowing up? When did like Future start blowing Probably up? Probably like 2015. 2015. I mean, he was already like kind of big in like 2012, 13, but when he really like blew up was like 2015. So 2015, what was happening in hip hop bef- like 2010 through 2015? Uh, Drake. Yeah, so Drake, Lil Wayne, right, Lil Wayne, to some extent. Yeah, Big Sean. How different does Big Sean and Lil Wayne sound from, like, the stuff that was... Yeah, man. Lil Wayne's funny because he's a modern artist, but but the Carter II sounds crazy dated. Yeah, it does. In I an mean, amazing way. I don't know about an amazing way. I think, well, it's obviously still good music. That's what's amazing, right? It's okay to me. I think the, I'm a Carter III guy. Also a great record. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to beat the nostalgia of Carter II. Yeah. Right? That's part of the thing. But Some of them beats I wasn't feeling. That's the only thing on Carter too. Well, that's I mean ultimately that's 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 what dates it. You know, yeah. It's like this, these sound like producers from like the, you know, from hip hop a while ago, right? But, so I, I gotta back up a little bit because I heard you say something. Um, so you think "Choose Your Weapon" is the best record of the 2010s? If you had to pick, so I thought about this. <clears throat> and first, let's let's preface this by. When you say best, like, how are we deciding the best? Like, what are the, you know... Okay, so here's, in my view, here's what generally happened in the last 10 years. Like, hip-hop went through, like, a Cambrian explosion evolution. Tons of different stuff. Became, like, a DIY genre. 2010 on, right? Became, like, became a thing where, where... uh you know, people would make it on their laptop. It just became a DIY genre and producers were like popping out from out of the basement and stuff. And then we've kind of transitioned into this point where like this super new fusion of R&B and Neo soul is like pretty, pretty huge. Like when you think about her and Georgia Smith and uh, man, I'm blanking on her name right now, which is bad. But um, we we talked about her on podcast a little bit ago. Who, uh, Janelle Monet. Janelle Monae is another one, but that's not her. Who am I? This is terrible, and I'm blanking on this. Georgia, is she? Yeah, she's a, she's another like R and B singer, like very very modern. Caliucci's? No, but that's another good one. I don't know so many of them out there now. Yeah, well, that's partially the thing. And like, remember the Grammys in 2019? It was just like all those cats. Mm-hmm. It was all those women that were taking home those awards. Like for me. Neo soul is so dominant that I have to I, when I look at take a look at this decade I have to look at like probably possibly the most uh, the most innovative and maybe revolutionary neo soul record of the decade, which I think was Choose Your Weapon. I think it. I think that I think everything the possibilities opened up after that. Like boundaries have been pushed since then, but I think like possibilities opened up to that. And then like they did a huge amount to turn. Uh, to turn people onto that genre. I mean, that, that's certainly how it happened for me. I think they did a lot, as well as just exposing people to to that variety of stuff. So that's why I think, and is that you know, that's not even that's not nothing to be said for how much I love and respect that record, right? 
But so, I, I think it was a definitive like moment. So I'm gonna ask you this then. <clears throat> you, you talked a lot about Neo Soul. What would you what do you consider Neo Soul? Because I've always been kind of foggy as to what exactly is Neo Soul. You know what I mean? I think Neo Soul is like like a down tempo, more lo fi version of R and B. Like it's like R and B with the pop deleted mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I think about I think about worldwide underground when I think about Neo Soul. Yes. And that's like another great record. Not a lot of like hooks on that. Yeah. You know? I mean there's hooks, but it's not a lot of like pop hooks on that. She's kind of stream of consciousness. Well, I mean, you know, I'd have to definitely uh not agree with you then as as far as choose your weapon being the best record because it's not even the best neo soul record of the 2010s it's the best neo soul record i can name two off the top of my head that are better um a seat at the table solange and then um the internet's album um was the 2015 yeah that uh you're talking about ego death yeah, ego death yeah we could talk about the internet and hiatus <laughs> but you, you already know that's always a constant like discussion with me and you like the internet versus hiatus you know so yeah but I'd have to disagree with that. Good record, but definitely not the best because it's not even the best Neo Soul. What do you think is the best record of the decade? I, I, I don't even know if that's something I'd even want to say because I feel like I would change my answer every five seconds. You, you kind of got to go like, it's kind of like... Pimp to Pimp a Butterfly. That's that's up there for sure. I feel like you could you could break it up into like 2010 through 13 and then like 14 through 16 and then like 17 on. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. Not a lot of memorable stuff. Seventeen on, I don't think necessarily. Mm. Pimp Butterfly was sixteen, right? Yeah, fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, seventeen on. I'm not really. Maybe J Cole's album KOD for me. I know you're not feeling that, but yeah, but it's like you know that that's not like a super groundbreaking. Yeah, not it's at a all. good not record, but it, you know what I mean. And I don't. Yeah, I don't think anything really groundbreaking came out. At least to us, I'm pretty sure people would disagree. You know, I'm pretty sure. Uh, like. Who dropped this year that people would say is like groundbreaking? What you talking about? Nineteen? Yeah, like Lizzo. Um. Yeah, um, that's a good question. That's so not <clears throat> memorable. That's the thing. I I was I was telling you a while ago. Like twenty nineteen for me was just so like not memorable music music wise. Like there was really not too much coming up that whole year that I was. We like, were oh. saying about that about the Grammys too. It's yeah. like so many of the song records of the year were just like these dreary, like totally random, disposable yeah, piano ballads. Yeah, piano ballads, which is super strange. But yeah, I mean, similar reflection of the whole year. It's like there was kind of like trendy stuff happening. Yeah. What was Hot Girl Summer? That was nineteen, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, what, what, who was that? Megan Thee Stallion. And yeah, all Megan Thee Stallion and like City, City Girls, Girls. kind of kicked that off. Yeah, that was twenty nineteen. Yeah, Doja Cat was on that. Your best bit. life, all that kind of shit. Sure. Yeah, it's what kind of winter is it now? Yeah, like I, I like if you really ask me to think of like my favorite album from twenty nineteen, it would it would be hard, not because it's so much good, it was so much bad. Yeah, none of the people that I'm way into really dropped. Yeah, exactly. That's like, and even the people that I am into dropped some that I wasn't really that crazy about, you know? Yeah, man. So. Should be Red is on tour again. It's the first time that he's been on tour where I've been like, I don't really know if I need to go and see his new record. Being played live. No, you don't want to go. I don't know if I need to. You know what I mean? Last year when he was on tour, you were like, "Man, Trippy's on tour. I gotta yeah, go." Yeah. Well, last year he had just done Love Letter Three, which I like loved. An exclamation mark! And I was like, "That would be so dope yeah. to see that." But nah, not really. Well, let's throw out some predictions, man, because it's the start of the new Audio Files season, Ooh. if you will. Audio Files season. I like that. Yeah. 
I don't think we ever formally apologized for taking all that time off, but we're yeah, back. We we had some time, you know. It's the holidays, you know. Crazy stuff's happening. I, I I just got a new place, so Yeah, congrats on that. Thanks, man. You was working on the Oh, not you, excuse me. Um. No, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> just chilling, I guess. Yeah. But uh oh, you know, maybe we should say here we're going to be doing we're going to be doing episode every other week now. Yeah. We kind of we want to maximize the quality of the content For over. Sure. The Give quantity. us a little Sometimes it's a little hard to get into the studio every week. So, you know, every other week is, you know, a lot, yeah. more, a lot less stress. But as usual, content. thanks for always tuning in and everything. Uh, predictions. What 20, you got? 2020. Man, all right, so are we going off of the year or off of the whole decade right now? Let's go decade. Let's make it interesting. Decade is brutal. Yeah. Can you imagine what music is going to sound like in 2029? Oof. You know, I just hope analog comes back, man. I just hope analog drums. And like more acoustic, but not like used in a stupid loopy way. Mm-hmm. You know, some musicianship. I don't think it's gonna happen. It'd be cool though. It'd be cool to see some contemporary jazz come in, because like jazz was working its way in with the neo soul thing. Mm-hmm. But I'd I'd like it. I'd like to see it get a little more outside of the box, like a Thundercat, or you know, even some of like, uh, even some of Internet and Hiatus Coyotes, weirder stuff. Like they've got some cool changes. Yeah. Moonchild for sure too. Yeah. Let's see some more outside of the box colors, you know? Mm-hmm. Some weird. Let's bring let's bring a love for weird back, like how we had it in the nineties. People loved weird. So may I think that'll make its rounds again because I think people are bored of the trap thing. Yeah. I think I think people are gonna get bored of the trap thing this decade. And we're gonna want weird, yeah. So my predictions, um I got a weird one for you. And I guess not even really a prediction because, like, I've, I've I've heard reports here and there about stuff like this. But I think as far as touring goes, like, you know, artists will still tour or whatever. But, like, artists that are, like, deceased or bands that have broken up, then we're going to see some hologram tours. Would you go to a hologram tour? I'm, I'm kind of torn in between. Like, I kind of feel like I've never seen Michael Jackson. So I might. Yeah, I probably would. I know that's terrible to that's say, but that's weird, dude. I guess I would go to one. I should go to one before <clears throat> I like judge it. Yeah, but that's like so strange. It's very strange, and it's just you know it's greedy people cashing in on artists that are gone. Like that's all that literally. Like is. I don't think I want to support that. Yeah, you know what, what I mean? That's why I feel bad saying like I might would go. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff we support that we shouldn't. That you know we really don't want to support, but it's kind of like right. You yeah. know, that's understandable. It's just kind of the, the way it is. And, USA. So hologram tours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go to a hologram tour. <laughs> we'll be the first to review it for you. So, yeah, I see that happening. Um, And I, I hate to say it, but I see Rihanna retiring from music. Rihanna? Yeah. I see her dropping on, one more album and being like, all right, I'm out. Sitting on her like half a billion. Yeah, I'm just making makeup and st- stuff like that now. All right. So. Well, she's earned it. She had a good run. She worked hard. Yeah. Yeah. I see the like a crazy, crazy album from Kendrick. You know how Earl Sweatshirt dropped all those great projects and then got like really weird. Yeah. Like I think Kendrick's gonna do that. I think he's gonna make a jumbled record. I don't know though. That's the only thing about Kendrick, and that's why he takes so so long to to make a record. Like he's one of the only artists that has like a perfect discography, like a perfect one. Like everything in his record is he, everything in his like repertoire is heat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he don't want to mess that up. I think it's gonna it's time to start getting weird. He's that's it. he's already super weird. Josh. Yeah, but I think it's gonna go weirder. I think he's gonna make something weirder than "To Pimp a Butterfly" next. Ah. I think it's gonna get weirder and more lo-fi and like jumbled up. Cause I just think I just sense that happening. Like he's so intelligent mm. and he's like always like digging for like the craziest sounds. 
and like the most innovative stuff. And I just think it's gonna. I think he's off the pop thing from damn. And it's just. Gonna I mean, yeah. I hope he got his feel of like being, you know, the biggest artist in the world for a year. You know what I mean? Because like you did that. Like, all right, get back to like making that shit we actually want to hear. Yeah, get on that. Get on some like JPEG mafia shit. Nah, I don't know about all that. But um, oh, in the twenty twenties, I see um. So that guy you were just trashing, Big Soda. I see him like blowing up. Yeah, you think Dropping, so? Like a series of good records, dude. Bro. I hope not. My God, no. Can you imagine his? Why big, you hating stupid, on him, man? You, you look a lot him. like him, bro. I don't look. That's you super. Look just like that don't dude. tell me I look like Big Soda. That's hella mean, bro. You look just like him. He just had glad. He had shades on, so it was a little bit, you know, because he's a superstar. He would have shades indoors in the studio. I mean, you know, what he's an a asshole. star, man. Why you? Why you hating? That's, what, that's what you do. Whatever, man. All right. Well, I, I mean, don't know what I'm Check out his record if you want, like, to listen to a shitty record. Yeah, you definitely don't know what you're talking about. I had fun doing it though. I did too. We we will uh, be back next week. Yeah, it's good actually be- the week after. I got to get used to that. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. You got to get used to that too. But enjoy. Thanks for hanging in there. Peace.